Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Rush Daily Fantasy Sports Show. I'm Mark Ferguson and tonight we're talking all things NFL on Fan Team. I'm joined as ever by Nick Owen. Nick, how are you doing? All good, Mark. All good. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> and if you're watching, you can see we're joined by an old friend of the pod, Jack Humphrey. Feels like I was just talking to you yesterday about NFL, Jack. Well, yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> you've, you've had me back on again, but um, thank you, boys. I'm I'm honoured to be back, um, mm. even with my bit of man flu. <laughs> yeah, it, it added um, extra ingredients. Um, today, yeah, so we um, we all had a lot of fun talking on Twitter spaces last night, didn't we, about um, this Thanksgiving slate, which is yeah. currently going on. Um, Jack, I think, is watching it, and it's not inspiring you at the moment, is it, Jack? No, neither did the high um, halftime show, actually. It was, um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. I just muted the telly when that was on. <laughs> what is this? Muted the telly, and when they made a cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so because the schedule is slightly different. We've got slightly different um, running order today. So, firstly, we're going to talk. Nick will be talking about his winning lineup from last week's exclusive five-yard rush contest on Fancy. Congratulations for that, Nick. Thank you very much. And this, despite what the people say, it was not a rig up. 
I did win it with pure talent and skill in the end, it seems. No. That's, <laughs> what, that's, that's what people always say about you, Nick. <laughs> pure talent and skill. Um, then we'll very briefly be talking about season-long games. There's actually week 12 already locked today at half four in the afternoon, so we won't be doing masses of analysis on that. Um, and then we're going to, all together, all three of us, can create a lineup for this Sunday's Red Zone contest, which features all the 6pm and the 9pm games. So it's a 10-game slate, which is nice. Um, but before we start all that, I have some really exciting news. The five-yard free roll is back. So after it disappearing for a week, it is back. And you'll find the link in the description for the video. And also, we'll be posting it all over socials from now until Sunday. But here's the quick tale of the tape. It's a £300 prize pool, £100 for first prize, and five entries per user. So... Can't wait for this. Nick, I think you peaked a little bit too early winning last week. This is the one to win. Yeah, it seems to be that this week is the one to win, Mark. Though I'm not going to complain at the week that I actually won. Um, but fantastic. Obviously, last week we had the £1 entry, which I thought was a great opportunity in itself to, to get on there, have a go, see if you can win some money against a smaller field than what you might come up against in, in the fumble or in the uh, the 6pm red zone contest. Um, but yeah, this week we're, we're back to free roll, five entries. So massive opportunity there. Um, hopefully this this will help people decide on, on who they're going to be inserting into the lineups this week. And you never know, you might be topping the leaderboard like I did. <laughs> so, um, so can we can we just say, Mark? I didn't just top the leaderboard. I came first and third. Uh, we can't say that. Um, don't worry, Nick. Uh, a, a, real pro, a, real yeah. pro <laughs> a real pro. A real pro would end at the same same lineup five times. Nick, you know. Yeah, that, that is very true. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's so, not been done before. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's nice that this win has made you so modest. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. You know, you don't lose that modesty, really, even when you come into some money, do you? Some money. <laughs> some money. Well, it is okay. some money. I didn't yeah. say a lot of money. I said some. Um, so I feel like this next, this, the next bit, which I've written already, is kind of redundant now. So, Nick, <laughs> last week you won first place in our five-yard rush contest with a score of 194.84. Our own Rich Cooling... Dynasty Island, who was who was your replacement, Nick, when you were um, on on paternity leave. He was second with 188, and then just to show off, <laughs> Nick was third as well. <laughs> but I feel like I didn't really need to say that or write it because you already said most of that. But okay. shout out to Rich because this is Rich's first year playing DFS, and he's yep. done fantastically well so far. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. He's really good at rankings on a weekly basis. He does the. Um, He's in fantasy pros. He's Mr. Consistent. He's like, I think his number, he's in the 70s or something for the whole season or something. So, yeah. you know, he's really good. Well, and yeah. The thing is, Matt, you came fourth and Jack snuck in there at seventh as well. So, amidst the top 10, given I had two placings and you guys had placings, we, we've actually got 40% of the top 10 on the show this week. So, what, what more could you ask for in terms of expert advice amongst the three of us? <laughs> Indeed, indeed. It's like, but you know, um, I would say in my case, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 a phrase I'd like to get 
I'd like to be able to use in context every week. But there you go. So, so Nick, are you going to tell us about it then? Your line, your winning lineup, and so that so the people who are watching can copy it, replicate it, and beat you this week. Yeah, go on. Um, so there was <laughs> there was a specific game that I targeted with both the lineups. So the one that won had a stack of Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Um, and I had Devontae Adams in there as well for the correlation. Um, so Devontae Adams obviously went off. Jefferson went off. Thielen had a game above expectation. Cousins had a really good game. Um, I had Chubb in there. I think Chubb was about 45% owned, which still or 48% owned from what I can see. So clearly need my eyes testing. Um, so even still that felt low owned given his price uh, and given he was, he was coming up against the Lions um, I had Jasicki in there, David Montgomery didn't really do much at all um, as is the case this evening it seems as well and I had the Browns in at defence the, the one that I think tipped me over the edge though which was the super low owned 5% the prophet Elijah Um Elijah Moore from the Jets absolutely flew. Great we spoke shot. about him, spoke about him on the spaces. Um, Twenty nine point six points. Um, yeah, that I think that's the one that tipped me over the edge. He had a massive touchdown run, um, and that just catapulted me up. Because the thing is, as well with uh, with Moore, because of his price, I was able to actually squeeze him into both lineups. So the lineup that came third had fairly similar players. I had Adams, um, I had Moore, I had Jasicki. Um, the difference in that lineup, I slotted Rodgers in rather than Cousins. Um, still went big at receiver. I had McLaurin, I had Diggs. You could afford to do that because it was a good week to go cheaper at running back, I think, last week. Um, and the running backs really performed. So I had Miles Gaskin in there. Um, who turned out it wasn't a trap after all, and he did return value. I had AJ Dillon in there, and the really strongly performing Philadelphia Eagles defense did me a solid and, and turned up with 11 points, which again we spoke about on the spaces. So it they looked they looked like almost too obvious the lineups when I look back at them. I mean the 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 Vikings stack having both the receivers there is a brave one, I think, but. I've said it before. We, we've spoke about it before. You know, weeks and weeks ago, we were on about double stacking with the uh, with the Bengals receivers. I think if you've got a team like that and you've got two weapons, having both of them, it it, it is a little bit of a differential um, because yeah. Thielen was only fourteen percent owned, Jefferson was only twenty one percent owned. So you, straight away, you're ahead of eighty percent of the field if they have a good a good game. So it didn't seem that that sort of like when you look at the lineup on paper, you think, oh yeah, that's that's a pretty easy lineup to construct. And it was, but I think it's because there was a lot of value there that did return the likes of Elijah Moore, the likes of, you know, Gaskin and, and the defences did well as well. Gaskin was quite low owned, wasn't he? Actually, if you're looking back at it, it was 18% owned. Um, considering the matchup, it was quite quite low. I, I thought it had been the chalk, to be fair, on that slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, I mean, we we said, didn't we, that you know the Jets was it something like 11 touchdowns against running backs they conceded yeah. in like the last five weeks or something? Mm. It seemed too obvious a play, and I don't know if that's what put people off because we we spoke about it on the spaces that Gaskin's not had a good season. But at the end of the day, it was the Jets. 
Yeah, I mean, until we got in that end zone, I was I was raging on Twitter. I was like, if he doesn't get in the end zone here, I am dropping. Like, like <laughs> all all formats, like Dynasty and Redraft, I was like, I am dropping this guy. I'm going to make him someone else's problem because <laughs> just infuriating me. And then he got in, so I did a little dance around my living room. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so your lineup had two great pieces of correlation in, didn't they? The Minnesota Green Bay game, and then the. Um, the Jets of the Dolphins. Dolphins, as well. yeah. It yeah. was just so, mainly targeting them two games. The other, yeah. the other guys who I slotted in were. We've spoke about people being like matchup proof, quarterback proof. Uh, you know, Terry McLaurin comes in with a twenty-one point three. Thank you very much. Diggs had another decent week at eighteen point three. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Jack's obviously a big AJ Dillon supporter. Um, yeah. Flew the AJ Dillon flag very highly, and I wasn't ignoring him at the price last week. Absolutely not. 15.7 I'm happy with that return um so yeah it's um I mean what can I say it was, it was a good week I was really the, only the the Panthers chasing the game against Washington I think I'd have actually finished one and two um I, I think McCaffrey had some players late on in that game that might have pushed Rich just ahead of me into second but I can't complain one and three can I I think it's a great example of what's happened with you last week is if if you when you, if you correlate your lineups like that you have to get less things right to do well. Mm. So you just had to get that game, the, the Minnesota Green Bay game just had to go off in the way you yeah. want to do. And then suddenly, because of the nature of they've both got such um, concentrated target trees, then you know if the game goes off, this is where the ball's going. Yeah. You know, and it, that, that, there's not always a game like that every week that's so obvious like that as that one is, but that's a great example of it and stuff. And then if if Gaskins is doing well, chances are the Jets are having to pass a lot, etc. So Elijah Moore does well as you know, and that really was for me. I think the Elijah Moore pick is what's basically won me that. Yeah, that's you know he at five percent as well. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, if you can get someone in who's going to give you almost thirty points with five percent ownership, then especially at his price. I mean, my God, you put someone in like that and what you can spend across the rest of your lineup then. Um it almost looks like looking back, especially the lineup that has um the lineup that had the two Vikings receivers plus Adams plus Chubb, you look back at that lineup and you think that shouldn't have been possible to build that lineup really. You shouldn't have had enough funds to put that lineup together. But yeah. playing the likes of Elijah Moore, if you can hit them on the right week, you know, that is a uh, key to success, as you said, Mark. It's like Josh Reynolds tonight, isn't it? He's got into the end zone tonight, and yeah, just the the ownership, like it's like five percent or something. So he's got in the end zone. He's already returned the value. You're 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 already ahead of the game, like other people in the contest. So yeah, a, a perfect example, Jack. Yeah, Reynolds. I mean, what is he on? What what's his ownership on fan team? I've I've sort of completely switched off from that game because DeAndre Swift went out. But I mean, he's thirty percent on fan team. But I mean, even still, you're happy at thirty percent if he's got, he's got sixteen points as yeah. it stands now. You're happy at thirty percent there with sixteen points for a guy that's costing what five six million was he? So, yeah, so I, I've got him as a vice captain tonight in one of my lineups in the yeah. satellite, and yeah, he's on he's on nineteen point two uh, points. So. This is great, great, great value pick. Yeah, and also don't forget that's thirty percent in showdown. You can't really compare that to a five percent no. receiver oh, yeah, yeah. in a full lineup and stuff. Um, so yeah, so 
basically the moral for everybody watching here is if Nick can win this, you can win this <laughs> this week. So. Absolutely. And I, I don't usually win this contest. If I do anything, it's usually in the fumble. So the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. I was able to come yeah. through in, in the 6pm one, anyone can do it. Literally anyone can do it. So um, um, we'll move on quickly just to our season-long talk. As I say said earlier, this is already locked, so we're not really giving much advice for week 12 because it's too late. Um, I can tell people probably what they shouldn't have done because three of my four teams have C.D. Lamb in it. And um, and one of those three teams also has DeAndre Swift, who's gone out tonight, but obviously we didn't know he was going to go out. So that wasn't a bad play. But yeah, so um, my pod team is actually, the one who's been following all season has become a bit of a shambles this week because that's the one with Swift and um, C.D. Lamb in it. So yeah, I just don't probably not much point me talking any further about that. <laughs> Jack, do you want to say anything about your your season long at the moment? Yeah, that's a, I, I took a bit of a hit last week, so I had Hollywood Brown in the team. Um, obviously, the game time decision didn't didn't go. Uh, I also left Cup in there because I didn't want to take that. I just thought I'd just take the hit on Cup for that week. Um, and obviously, he was on the buy last week. So, yeah, I was I was in the money. I've dropped out of the money. I, I didn't drop a lot. I dropped down about 60 to 70 places, something like that. Um, but I bought Michael Gallup in because I've, I've got Dak as my QB. So, that didn't help last week either because Dak had a bad game last week as well. Mm-hmm. So, he he also bought this lineup down. But I did have Jonathan Taylor and the Patriots defense in this, in this lineup as well. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but I bought Michael Gallup in for Hollywood Brown this week. I had a free transfer, so I've just done the straight swap there. Gallup should see some targets tonight in this game. A lot of targets with yeah. Lamb out. And, and yeah. it looks like I've made the correct decision there. So let's let's see how it plays out. Hopefully Dak gets right this week. That's that's the. I mean, he, yeah. he was brutal last week for me in this lineup. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about him a little bit more. We're building our lineup. I'm, yeah. And we talked about him last night as well, didn't we? We were... Um... We're pretty confident in Dak this week. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what about yourself? My, my season-long... My, certainly my pod team is in the mud. Um, it, it's... Resp- I, I don't know how, but respectably, it only dropped to 512, um, which I think the only reason it dropped to 512 is that Jonathan Taylor basically managed to tread water for the weekend. Um I didn't. I had Marquise Brown, so I fell foul there. I also had Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I fell foul there. So that's two players that scored absolutely nothing. But then on top of that, I had CD Lamb turning a four point four. Um, everyone else did okay. Um, Chase had thirteen. Jasicki had ten. Mike Evans had twenty. So the rest of the team and Harris didn't do too badly. It's only for Jonathan Taylor having a 53-point week, and I can't believe last week he was still only 43% owned at that point. Um, it's only for that happening that I've not dropped hundreds and hundreds of spaces. Actually, it's only ended up being, I think, about 150-ish maybe. Um, some of my teams actually managed to... I feel like I had a group of teams around sort of seven, 600, about three teams, and some of them have jumped up to sort of 400, 300. I'm doing quite well in a few of the other teams. They're, they're sort of primed for a good run at it towards the end of the season now, but the pod team is absolutely in, in the mud. And even more so, 
because of the changes that I made. So, um, <laughs> we might have to, um, for next week, Nick, we might have to swap what is our pod teams. So, oh I've, got, I've got a team which is 88 and a team which is like 104. I mean, really, I we should we them. should be talking we should be talking about the teams that are higher up as opposed yeah. to the pod team. But this has yeah. been a season a season long story for us. It's the same teams mm. we've had in. We've spoke about the moves we've made, um, but I've fallen foul again this week. CD Lamb news came out really late that he was going to be out. Um, by that point, I had already taken out Hollywood Brown um, and put in DeAndre Swift who has Ooh. just disappeared. I think he's having his turkey in, in the <laughs> dressing room or something. I don't know. The, um, the injury didn't even look that bad tonight. It didn't. I, I don't know what he's done, but it didn't look a bad injury. So. I saw something on Twitter about it maybe being collarbone related, which can be a painful one, but yeah. who knows? All I know is he's come in and he's scored 3.9 and, and that's absolutely <laughs> curtains for me. Um, I, I then took out, I thought, well, I've got a free transfer um, I had the Raiders D. Don't really like that because I think it will be a bit of a shootout game this tonight. Um, either that or the Cowboys win. I can't see the Raiders doing much. So I switched it to San Francisco, who've, who've been getting hot recently. Um, and then obviously the Lamb news came out. So I've had to use um, another transfer. So minus eight on the pod team. Um, I've just brought Pittman in because, um, again, he's, he's been playing well recently. But I really needed a good showing from certainly Swift and Pittman to justify what I've done this week, and it started absolutely diabolically. Um, so, yeah, the season long is looking like it's in the bin for me. <laughs> well, the great thing about this is we've got a... We can just forget about it now, because it's done. You can't change it. <laughs> and we can focus on Sunday. But before we do that, Nick, do you want to talk about a subject which is very close to Jack's heart or his chest? Very close to his chest, I think very it seems, from uh, social media, it looks yes. like, anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it looks like Jack has actually invested in the lawnmower 4.0, looking at his Twitter. Uh, that's what it looks like, anyway. Said he's had one free off me, I, I don't recall giving him one i think you've bought one there jack unless unless that's some kind of something that slipped my mind but no um support for all five yard rush podcasts especially this one as we do love it's brought to you by manscaped the best in below the men's uh below the men's below the waist <laughs> grooming even for men of course uh manscaped offers precision engineered tools for those all important family jewels uh recently launched the fourth generation trimmer lomo 4.0 all across europe um if you want to see what this fantastic tool can do at jack humphrey km on twitter <laughs> you will see the finished product <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, in all seriousness, um, get yourself over to manscaped.com. Um, code 5yard at the checkout will get you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. So go and do yourselves a favor. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. 5yard uh, at the checkout, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Um, enough talk about Manscaped and Jack's chest for that matter, Mark. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, it's so nice you came on tonight, Jack. It's just so good. <laughs> it's the yeah. perfect timed guest appearance. <laughs> so, we're gonna. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna build our team just to let people know, as well as our exclusive 
um, five-yard rush and free roll. On fan team this weekend, there is Sunday Red Zone Contest, which again are both the 6pm and 9pm games. There's a €7,500 prize pool in one of the contests that has got a 12 euro entry and there's a two and a half thousand euro prize pool in the two euro entry. So lots of great options on fan team this weekend. I'm going to share my screen and we're going to build a lineup together. I've been entering these lineups every week so far into the fan team contest. Can we see that okay? Good, yeah, we can. And um, we're still yet to win one, Nick. This is the week. So there you go. This, this is, is the exclusive week. five yard. There this is, is the week. We got four four of the top ten placings from last week. This is it surely has to be the week. If this stable can't build a winning lineup here, I don't know what can. Before just we end, did... just enter this lineup a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> five minutes before kickoff. Um before we do build the lineup, Mark, mm-hmm. I think it's just worth mentioning that um if you've not already seen um, I know it's not NFL related, but fan team have launched a second chance for the EPL season long. Uh, we spoke about in the off season about the EPL contest. I know we all play it. Um, most people that listen to our pod, we've got a lot of FPL followers now. So if you've not already seen it, go and get yourselves over to fan team. It is free to enter. And there's a massive prize pot to be had, um, especially if you've fallen behind in the season long game. It's a good good second bite of the apple. Um, and exciting news this week that um, the golf is headed to uh, to fan team. We cannot wait. I know you definitely can't, Jack, but it's an right. uh, exciting time to get involved with fan team. This no, certainly is. I, I'm looking forward to what they've got up their sleeve for golf. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, cannot wait. He's, he's looking forward to winning. That's what it is. <laughs> Um, it's looking forward to taking our money um, but anyway that's for another show let's start with this week 12 lineup so as ever we'll start with the quarterback position Tom Brady is the most expensive followed by Justin Herbert and then Jalen Hurts I think there's so many options here this week what do you, what do you reckon Jack who are you interested in so I, I've built five lineups for your contest already this week um, and I found that straight away this this week is, for me, a lot better than last week. I, I found it easier to build teams this week. I really like Kirk Cousins this week against the San Francisco 49ers. And I think people need to put a bit of respect on Kirk Cousins' name. Like He's, he's just not, a, like, you say Kirk Cousins to someone, he's just not a trendy pick, is he? He's not, oh, it's Kirk Cousins. Like The guy has been producing this season for fantasy. And, I mean... The 49ers, what? They, I think they're they're 24th against opposing... Yeah, they are, they're 24th against opposing quarterbacks on the season. Um, so the matchups, there's nothing to fear here. The game itself has a bit of shootout potential, I think. I think we can see a yeah. little bit of a shootout potential here. So we're going to get a high score. I just, I really like Kirk Cousins. And you're getting a bit of a discount from the guys above. And, you know, a lot of people go back to Matthew Stafford. Nick, I'm... I know you're a Rams fan, but Stafford hasn't been particularly great. The Rams haven't been particularly great in the last two weeks, have they? No, they've they've not. Um, yeah, I wouldn't touch Stafford this week. It's a tough matchup that on the road. It's Green Bay, cold, af- yeah, it's going to be called after a bye. I just wouldn't wouldn't go there. Oh. I, just, yeah, I, I, I think you're getting a bit of a discount with the guys above. I, again, I do like Jalen Hurts, but that game against the Giants, the, the I fancy the Eagles to get up 
very quickly and early in that game. And I, the Eagles have been running the ball a hell of a lot recently. And mm. when we get on to running backs, I, I actually really like Miles Sanders this week as well against the Giants. So I think you're I I agree with you about this this game, this Vikings 49ers game, I think could be another great I think Cousins has only thrown two two interceptions all year. Yeah. He's and been really good. People need to put respect really, in his name. Yeah, yeah. And Jefferson just doesn't matter if he's playing man zone, if he's getting shadowed. He just he just seems to be he hasn't dropped off for this second year, which nobody is I don't think he's getting enough credit for. Mm. Um so yeah, I I I'm with you on that, Jack. What do you think, Nick? You got other people you've got your eye on? Yeah, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised that Cam Newton's showing last week. I, I, I didn't, I didn't expect that that showing from him. Um, I know it wasn't spectacular, but a couple of touchdowns. Um, I think he completed like 21 of his 27 passes for close to 200 yards. Um, he, he finished up with. I think it was around 25, 26 points, was it? Um, but I just like the matchup there this week. The Dolphins in the last five weeks have given up the fourth most fantasy points to, to this position and the uh, the fifth most to wide receivers as well. So if you're going to start someone like Cam Newton, um, I do think that uh, looking at someone like a DJ Moore as a cheap stack at 14.5 is reasonably priced this week. So... Uh, I wasn't on Cam Newton last week. I wanted to see a week of him starting and, and see what the arm was like. Um, it might not have been the Cam Newton of old, but he, he didn't look he didn't look bad. And I think Miami they're not as good a defense as you know how Washington have been performing in in recent weeks. Certainly, so I like that. Um, on the flip side of the the Kirk Cousins coin, I think if you've you've got the opportunity to enter multi entries, if you're going to throw a Kirk Cousins lineup in. You might as well just throw a Jimmy Garoppolo lineup in as well. I think um, again stacks well with with the likes of Debo, who I'm sure we'll come to when we speak about the receivers. But I, I, I say this every week. I don't really like recommending Jimmy as a as a pick, but he just keeps ticking over the lad. He, he just keeps steady scoring 15, 16 points a week. The odd peak where it might be around the sort of twenty region. Um, but again, it's a good matchup for him against the Vikings. Um, conceded third most fantasy points to quarterbacks again in the last five weeks. So um, it's a similar kind of matchup to what what Cam Newton's coming up against in terms of what's in front of him and historical points they've allowed. Um, you know, he's cheap. And we've seen from going cheap in recent weeks at quarterback, it allows you to, to really stack the skill positions elsewhere. So I don't mind him at that price. I think if you're going to put a Kirk Cousins lineup in, you know, stick yourself a Jimmy G lineup in because the game's going to go one way or the other, or it could be a shootout, in which case both lineups could be relevant come, come the end of the, the 6pm games. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think... Um... Or the picking, nine PM games, even. Yeah, picking um picking a cheap quarterback makes me. There's a question I want to ask both of you. We've got two very interesting games this week in terms of we have four of the worst teams in two of the games, don't we? We've got Jacksonville against Atlanta and Houston against the Jets. And I'm wondering, and we'll start with you, Nick. Are you interested in any players on that team on those games at all? The reason I bring this up now is because. If you are, Matt Ryan, I think, is very good value. Yeah, I think if there was anyone, certainly at quarterback, I'd probably be looking at Matt Ryan. Um, I, I don't really like Tyrod Taylor 
Um, I'm whoever the Jets are going to roll out at quarterback, I mean, that could be anyone. I mean, Houston looked half decent last week um, defensively against the Titans. Um, it's a tough one, this, I think, because of these four teams, you look at some of the matchups you could exploit and it just doesn't really feel like there's the players there to exploit. You know, like we know that the Jets are, his, are so bad this season against running backs, but then... Houston don't have anything in the backfield that you would think would trouble them. Yeah. Um, the Falcons, yeah, I like Matt Ryan, and you've you've got some nice stacks there, especially if you're going to play the likes of Kyle Pitts. But um, yeah, I don't know with those games this week. Elijah Moore again, I I, I do quite like more um, at his price yet again this week. Um, if I was going to play anyone from those games, he'd probably be the top of my list. What about you, Jack? Um, Are you touching those I've... anybody from those games or? I'm going to disagree with Nick on Matt Ryan. I don't like that game for Matt Ryan at all. The Jags' defence has got a bit of a swagger about it as of late. I know they got turned over by Jimmy G last week, but I think there was a lot more running in that game. And, you know, there was a lot of... Kyle Shanahan's just a great offensive mind anyway. But the the last two weeks, the Jags have only given up the the ninth against opposing quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Um, As I said, they got a bit of swagger about them. Matt Ryan's not outside of Kyle Pitts, what else is there? I mean, it's Patterson, Patterson, but he's basically yeah, back. Is it, if, if, he's, if he's back, then maybe I like Ryan a little bit more, but I, I personally would be avoiding all of them games. And I'm, I, the only thing, like, I would agree with you on more a little bit, Nick, but I'm also wary of that because if you look at the stats with more when Wilson plays, they're not pretty. Is Wilson back this week, is he? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be Wilson back at the quarterback. Hmm. So yeah. they're not pretty interesting. So normally we'd like to we would like to sort of um, play target those defenses of all of those four teams, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, but obviously they're all playing each other, and then it comes down to <laughs> is a bad offense better than a bad defense? And um, I tell I, you what, initially, defense I'm playing hmm? the Jets. I'm playing the Jets defense <laughs> against Houston. Well, We'll come to defense. Well, we're not quite the defenses yet, Jack. It's no. almost as if you've never been in the show before. No, <laughs> no, no. You, you were mentioning defenses in them games, and I'm gonna, I, I am, I am all over the Jets' defense this week. Yeah. So, so um, we need to pick ourselves a quarterback. Um, it's, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious to me which one we're going to go with, but let's see. It's, it's cousins I, for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with with cousins there yeah. as well. I think it's cousins. I do. So we'll move on to the running backs again. Christian McCaffrey almost over two million more expensive than Jonathan Taylor in the second position. Second highest player, sorry. Then Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Some great options here at the top, but quite a bit of a price difference between McCaffrey to Joe Mixon. So, um, Jack, what do you think? I'm never writing Jonathan Taylor off again. I think the guy's ma- the guy's matchup proof. Um, the Bucks have been a bit suspect to running backs as well as of late. I know, I know they don't give up a lot on the ground, but pass catching backs, which Jonathan Taylor is, um, they give up quite a bit of yardage to pass catching backs. So, I get, again, the the guy is match up proof. I, I I'm not going to talk anyone off of playing Jonathan Taylor. I'm mm-hmm. I'm certainly going to have him in lineups this week. I'm not falling foul to that 56 point game or whatever it was marked last week. <laughs> <laughs> He comes at a price, though. He does come price, and you have to make some sacrifices somewhere else. As um, they're, they're, 
Well, like I say, I, I think you can sacrifice on the running backs on the second option. My, my value option is Miles Sanders against the Giants. Mm. No Jordan Howard this week. Yeah. Yeah, nobody knows about the Giants' failings more than you, do they, Jack? So, um, Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we could have a, a long podcast talking about the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to go down that route. They are terrible. They're Last two weeks, ranked 22nd against opposing running backs. Um, they're just on the season. They're 28th against opposing running backs. They're just they're just terrible all round. The Giants and mm. the, the Eagles want to run the ball. They've made yeah. a go at it the last sort of three weeks. They want to run the ball. And Miles Sanders looked good last week. The only issue with Miles Sanders is he has a fumble in him every now and then. He had he had one last week. So you have yeah. to be that always has to come into play, and you have to be wary of it and what you're going to get from Boston Scott. But like I say, there, there is no Jordan Howard this week. So, Nick, have you got any interest in Christian McCaffrey at 23 million? Well, I feel like he was a bit written off last week, wasn't he? Because of Cam mm. coming in, I think people expected Cam to hawk some of his uh, some of his goal line work and uh, take away some of his touches. But he, he comes out absolutely swinging again, McCaffrey, and, mm. and puts in a 24.9 off the back of a 26.1 the week before. Um, I, th- I still wouldn't go the, mm. with the price. I don't think you can justify really paying $2 million more for him over, let's say, a, a Jonathan Taylor, for example. Um, but I don't think... like I haven't got a problem with people who want to play him. I think the, the whole Cam Newton is going to sort of like Shark, some of his goal line touches thing. Yeah, it's going to happen because we know that that's what Cam Newton does. But McCaffrey's so involved in how the Panthers play and run the ball. Like the whole playbook is basically built around Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, so, yeah, he's a bit too pricey for me. I've got no interest in owning him. But I'd, if people want to own him, um, I'd, I do think... The, the whole Cam Newton coming back thing was not... A myth isn't the right word, but I think he's still going to perform because he's, he's still the, the best and biggest part of that offence. Um, the one that just really caught my eye this week, and I'm glad to say that this week, in, in terms of the running backs, it looks a better field than it did last week. Um, looking down this list, I'm... I mean, I, I can probably go down as far as maybe, you know, James Robinson, maybe Daryl Henderson before I start getting bored of the names that are popping up. Um, but I'd, I really like Joe Mixon this week. I know you just touched yeah. on him there, Matt, when you were listing the, yeah. the players. He's 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 been absolutely firing in the last few mm. weeks. He's he's not scored 30 anything. Touches, 30 yeah. rushes last week, wasn't it? Not scored anything under... Well, there's the week where he was just under 25, but everything else has been 25 and above in the last three weeks. Mm. Um, I think I've mentioned it before, but Steelers' Achilles heel is is the run D is not great. They've given up seven touchdowns in the last five weeks against running backs. Um, and when you look at Mixon as well, I mean, he had a lot of touches last week, but the, the weeks prior to that, he was... He wasn't getting as many touches, but he was getting targets. So he's had yeah. two consecutive weeks of five targets as well. So involved in that side of things, I I, I do like the value there. Seventeen point four for Mixon this week. My only concern is is the game script. Um, 
you need a Bengals lead, I think, in this one. Um, there's some some of the games this season, some of the important games where they've come up against better opposition. They've, for want of a better term, they've crapped the bed a little bit. Um, I just hope it <laughs> hope they don't do that against the Steelers this week because it's a big divisional game. Um, so yeah, it's that would be my only concern is if the Bengals go behind, does Joe Burrow get? Um, gunslinger happy um, but I think if, if they can get an early lead, Mixon's a, an absolutely great play at 17.4 I think he's part I think he's kind of in some respects game script proof he's involved in the passing game as well, Mixon, so I think he's a great play, he's actually my favourite value here on fan team because you know, he's like almost 6 million less than McCaffrey Yeah, so it's like 25% less I think he's great value, I was interested in Daryl Henderson though, but I wonder if I'm interested because I'm still remembering Daryl Henderson at the beginning of the season rather than where he was um, before the bye. The thing with Daryl Henderson is McVeigh sometimes just abandons the run too quickly. Um, it, it can it, we've seen it in games. I think against the the Cardinals, we were absolutely gashing the Cardinals up for about eight or nine yards per carry, and all of a sudden he just decided he wasn't really going to run the ball anymore. He was going to start throwing it. Um, I would just be a little bit wary of Daryl Henderson. He's yeah. going to have good weeks, absolutely. But this week in Green Bay, I don't know. Um, I just think it's a tough matchup all around that for the Rams. I'm I'm not expecting any any. It should it should be the kind of performance where they they bounce back from two losses and show people what they're made of. But I'm just really really not confident in in them this week. I'm ten percent confident. <laughs> so looking at the second page of running backs a couple of questions I've got and Jack I'll go to you with this are you interested if Elijah Mitchell was starting are you interested in him or Jeff Wilson say if he doesn't and also what about David Johnson and Rex Burkhead Burkhead had 18 carries last week and they're both they're against, they're against the Jets I'm going to start with Rex Burkhead. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> he, had, he averaged like 2.4 yards per carry or something. He was, I mean, it was just awful. Like you said, 18 carries. I just, no. And th- then they go and cut Philip Lindsay. And I did put out a tweet. I was like, yeah, they must have been really happy with him. 18 carries against Rex Burkhead last week like for 38 yards or whatever it was. Just absolutely ridiculous. I, I get it. The matchup's brilliant. It's a great matchup, mm. but... I just think Tyrod the take away from that as well. The, the, the Texans just don't have a run game, do they? Uh, back to the 49ers, guys. Yeah, I, I, the, the 49ers want to run the ball. They're a running first mm. offense. They want to run the ball. So if either of them two go, well, Wilson will go, but if Mitchell mm. if Mitchell goes, you play Mitchell because he's the he's the start over there, right? Yeah. Um, I think they're great, Price. I really do. Um, yeah. And again... It, it's a good correlation against if you're going to play a Minnesota stack, which I think we're going to end up with. Um, yeah, definitely. What about you, Nick? Anybody on the second page you're interested in? Um, I mean, I was saying about the first page looks, it's it's kind of reading this week. Um, the second page, I think, looks a little bit grim. Um, I've probably... Ty Johnson or Tevin Coleman catch my eye a little bit on this page, but it's who gets the carries. That's the thing. They, they literally, Carter went out the game last week and they, they both had 
50-50 snaps. It was 20 snaps each. So it's who gets the snaps in that game. Um, no, there's yeah. not not a lot I like on this second page, if nah, I'm being brutally enough. honest, Mark. No interest in Stevenson of the Patriots. If if Harris isn't if Harris isn't a goal, then I, yeah, he, that is one of the names I just looked at. Um, yeah. I don't know what the status is of Harris, but yeah, that would be. A He's name trending I'd... towards playing at the moment. That's what I just. That's the last thing I heard. That's the last thing I heard. Because they're yeah. they're another team. They, they I know Mac Jones has been good, but the Patriots want to run the ball. So mm. and they'll they'll use they'll deploy their running backs in on the goal line all the time. Mm. You've seen it. You know Bill Belichick's not afraid to do that. So they they do offer some upside value for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. as of it's not updated today, but as of uh, yesterday, Harris was limited at practice as a participant. So could be one to keep an eye on because if he is out, absolutely, I'd I'd be putting Ramondre Stevenson indefinitely. Okay. So we need to pick some running. Backs here, and I, I think Joe Mixon for me. I think he's definitely my favourite play. Um, don't think either of you object to that particularly, do you? No, I'm happy to go with Mixon. Yeah, and just one one name before we do pick another mark. I don't just to get your your views on it, guys. But um, what if we if he's good to go? He's, he looks like he's got an orange marker against his name at the moment, but. Would we have any interest in James Robinson at fifteen point nine if he's yeah. if he's good to go against the Falcons? Yeah, the, the usage is there, isn't it? You, you get a solid usage with James Robinson. You kind of know what you're getting. Um, mm. So it's, it's a good matchup as well. The, the Falcons mm. are terrible. So yeah, there's a there's a bit of interest. Mm. Yeah, that's why I mean, that's the only reason I mention it because I, I I know that the matchup is a good one for him. Mm. Yes. Um, I think it'd be low end as well. That's I think it'll it. be low end as well. I think he's a fly under the radar pick this week. Yeah. Can, I mean, can I, I, I do like him. Can I mention someone quickly? Um, what about either of these Denver running backs? The Chargers, that's their Achilles yeah. Hill. You run on the Chargers. Yeah. It's just which one again, isn't it? I mean, generally, if you'd pick yeah. Melvin Gordon if you're going to pick one, wouldn't you? If you're forced to pick one. Well, I would, yeah. I'd pick yeah. Melvin. He gets yeah. the touchdowns, doesn't he? Melbourne. Yeah. Javante's look better, but Melvin yeah, gets the Um and he scores better as well, Melvin. The way I see it at the moment is these 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 plays, the last few plays you mentioned, are not James Robinson, because he's like a bell cow almost for Jacksonville. Yeah. But the others are sort of shares, you know, and I just wonder whether or not we need to do that with this lineup. Like I think I personally would rather play Miles Sanders above Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um but equally, I'd be quite happy going up to uh, James Robinson. I mean, God, Barkley is cheap, isn't he? <laughs> if you think about it, for the amount of usage he's probably going to get. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't want us to do it, but but he is I, cheap. I think he is cheap. The, I, the Eagles I, run D is good. I wouldn't. Yeah, but he's a good running back. We talk yeah. about matchup proof players. I, I think yeah. Dalvin Cook at 18.6 yeah. presents good value yet again. I, I think he's another. I think you can play him against anyone. Do you want to play him with the QB though, the same QB? I think he's I think he's fine for those sorts of stacks. He's one of the few. I think personally I think you can have if you had cousins cook and Jefferson, you're kind of covering everything. Yeah. I, I think with the with the QB thing, because um, we brought this up on previous mm. weeks and I think I think the Tennessee Titans were the one that we yeah. we pointed to to say it works. There, you you could start Tannehill, you could start Henry in the same 
in the same week because I think it works if you've got a team that has a running back that's going to touch the ball um, 25, 30 times a week. Um, So you need a Belko for it to work, uh, but I think that's what you're going to get from Cook. There's not really much of a snapshot there unless he pulls up uh, on his hammy like he has done in the past. I think it's another one of those, like we talk about concentrated target trees, there's almost a concentrated Mm. touchdown tree as well there in Minnesota. As in, it's going to be Cook or Jefferson, basically, I think. Well, you've got, you're going to be pretty safe if you do that through the whole year. you know. But it might be too expensive for us. I don't know. It may be. Out. It may be. Especially if you want to add Jefferson in. No interest in Eckler. Oh, definitely interest. It's just the price of them again, isn't it? We can yeah. always leave the second space. Not We can not pick somebody now. Go and, we could come back to it. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a stacked field, I think, though. So I think maybe we, we look at the wide receivers and the tight yeah. ends, tidy them up, and then see where we're at, see what yeah. we've got funds-wise. So Cooper Cup is back most expensive, unsurprisingly, 22.5. Then you've got Devontae Adams and then Justin Jefferson. And um, a little bit of a drop, actually, between Adams and Jefferson there. And then Debo Samuel, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I think the Tampa Bay boys are going to get a fair bit of um, ownership, I think, especially Godwin, because, you know, um, Brady throws the most passing touchdowns and Indianapolis um, have had the most against them passing touchdowns. So, um, but because for our lineup, I think we have to put Jefferson in before we really start talking about anything else, don't you? Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's just, it's just a no-brainer, even if he's been so good. It's yeah. just been so good. So, uh, Mick, who are you looking at? Well, one to monitor for me is if if you need to go cheaper, but you do want exposure to Tampa Bay, if if Antonio Brown is good to go this week, he looks very cheap at eleven point four. He's one of Brady's favourite targets when he plays. Um, I don't don't know what it is. I'm obviously he's a really good receiver. He's he's not what he what he was once before, but he's he's looked really good when he started this season. Mm. Not played for weeks and weeks, but. Um, this is a position of weakness with the with the Colts defense. The wide receivers just score points week after week after week against them. So if he's if he's good to go, I'd definitely be looking at including Antonio Brown in my lineup. Um, is this the Marvin Jones week, guys? Is this the week? I can't believe it. Is this no. the week? They've oh. <laughs> well, it's M M Jones now. <laughs> yeah, M.M. Jones, yeah. No, in all seriousness, um, Chenault might, I, I'm a Chenault at 11, yeah. I, I think would be the play I'd go there. Um, I actually like OBJ at 10.8 as well. Um, he co- comes in now with, with that bye week behind him, hopefully a little bit more embedded in the offence and that shiny new toy, there's always that novelty of the the quarterback wants to get the ball to so his shiny new toy as much as he can. I think he was thrown in a little bit at the deep end against the Niners, short notice game. Um, but yeah, 10.8, I, I think that's, um, he, he could definitely return value there, especially with Robert Woods going down as well. Jack, is there anybody on this first page, more expensive guys, which you've really got your eye on, you think is like... Sorry, I was, I was still on page two. I've got a little value play on page two. Uh, oh, okay. We can do your value play first if you want. We've got to look at some of these expensive receivers. At some we, point. So my value play is a ten point seven million. Sorry, it's not T Higgins this week, uh, Mark. It is Tyler Boyd. Um, 
I haven't the, played the Higgins for weeks. The Steelers <laughs> get absolutely. I, I, I looked this up earlier. The Steelers get absolutely obliterated by slot receivers, and Tyler Boyd plays the majority of his snaps mm. in the slot. Um, he, he got going last week as well. Mm. I, I know the, the score there isn't particularly great, but he got used a little bit more last week. Got got involved a little bit more. So yeah, I, I actually really like Tyler Boyd in that matchup against the Steelers. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but you've got to talk about some expensive receivers, please, Jack. We've got to talk about these guys. <laughs> it's got to be better picks. <laughs> I mean, Debo, just if you wanted to do a bring back with our stack, you could do it with Debo, I suppose. The, the guy is just, they're just using him everywhere. They're using, they're using him as a running back. He's just. That worked he, against him last week, didn't it, really? Yeah. He one reception. He did, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. He, he's just been brilliant this year for fantasy, and uh, for me, that would be my that that will be my go to. I'll be bringing Debo back on the bring back. Brandon Ayuk got in last week as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Ayuk's one I've got my eye on this week, yeah. actually. Good price, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna have a Jimmy lineup. I think you, you, there's the case again to play both Debo and Ayuk because, like you said, Jack, if if I if Debo isn't going to be involved targets wise. They're using him everywhere. He's just like a Swiss Army wide receiver at the moment. It's like the Taysom Hill of wide receivers. He's just doing everything. Um, Taysom Hill does nothing, though. Well, yeah. he, he, no, he doesn't. That, that is correct. He somehow finds his way annoyingly into the end zone, though, doesn't he? We know that. Shout out to Taysom Hill on Thanksgiving. Do not yeah. ruin my Thanksgiving. Um, but... <laughs> you know, I, I, it. Oh, absolutely. I got absolutely. likened to Taysom Hill yesterday by fan team. Put the spaces, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Ayuk is another one that definitely catches my eye after his start, where Shanahan just seemed to absolutely slate him week after week. Um, he's 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 come come to in recent weeks: seven targets, eight targets, four, seven, couple of scores in there as well. Two eighty-yard games, so I like um like his price as well at twelve point eight. But I'm with you, Debo. Absolutely, and I think if you're gonna you're gonna have a Kirk Cousins, then obviously Justin Jefferson sneaks in there. Um, the the Justin Jefferson Thielen double up worked last week. It won't work every week. We've seen that Thielen tends to have the quieter games versus Jefferson. Jefferson seems to have the volume. Um, um, yeah, I suppose that depends how brave you want to be. The um, I think actually from a stack point of view, the um, Garoppolo Samuel Debo and Ayuk is actually better value. And then maybe run it back with a Jefferson and a Cook if you were going to really game on slot. Yeah. Because um, because Thielen's actually still 15.2s on the first page, quite expensive. Mm. Ayuk is obviously 12.8, so I think that's better value. And it gives you a chance. You've got more of a chance of both of them hitting value because obviously Ayuk is cheaper, so he doesn't yeah. have to score so much. Um, but I put Debo in anyway because you both seem pretty sure about Debo. And we've got like 62.5, so yeah, about 12. But we've still got a DST and a tight end to put in. Um, should we, do you want to put a third? Should we put a third receiver in whilst we're here? A cheap one of your cheaper guys. Who a page two in? guy. Yeah. yeah, page two guy. Who? So our possible options were Odell, Marvin Jones. That's never going to happen. Tyler Boyd. Are <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you in theory? Potentially, um, Elijah Moore's there. 
again, but possibly not with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. So, yeah, I think, um, Jack, you can have the decision, final choice here, I think. You're going to let me have the final choice? This yeah, is, no, that's the final choice on the, on the really bad receiver. It's like... <laughs> Nick might have just convinced me with Odell Beckham, but that game is going to be that is going to be so cold in Green Bay, isn't it? This mm. time of the year, um, do, do, you, do you not just think both teams are going to run the hell out of the ball in that game? Mm. Uh, it could, yeah, it could happen. It, it could happen, but I, I think, you've, think you've got Rogers versus Stafford as well. I think the, the, I think I still think they're going to be airing that ball out unless it's absolutely. Teaming down with snow, and we've got a foot of snow on the on the field. As cold as it might be, I still think we're going to see some ball through the air. I, I do like Chanel as well. Something we should no. I just think they might use him as a Swiss Army knife in that game with Agnew out. And... He's um, he's not definitely going to play though this weekend, is he? At the moment, is he on the injury report somewhere? Is it, uh, if he is, then it's stick Tyler Boyd in. I'm pretty sure he is. So we'll put Tyler Boyd in then. Imagine we've got Mixon. I, I really don't. Yeah, I, yeah. No. We'll do it. Just do it. I don't like doing that, but do it. <laughs> we, we can change it. It's nothing set in stone. Let's move on to tight end. The favourite position of the show. Carl Pitts is the top <laughs> tight end at 14.4. Then George Kittle and Dallas Goddard. Big jump down to Dallas Goddard at 11.3. Nick, what do you think here? Um, I like... I like... Frymouth is I, I never know if I'm even saying his name remotely right. Frymouth, Frymouth, I've no idea. But Pat Frymouth is uh, is the guy I've got my eye on this week, um, simply because the Bengals have given up the second most fancy points to this mm. position in uh, in the last five weeks mm. and three touchdowns during that time as well. Um, he just. With Juju going on IR, he just seems to have picked up the slack a little bit, Pat Frymouth, and he's getting more and more involved, especially like in that sort of slot position. I know James Washington's had some extra looks as well, but um, yeah, I like I, I like him there. Um, Fant is another one I like. Chargers don't give up a lot of yards to tight ends, but seem to give up scores to them. I think they've given up four yeah. in the last few weeks. Um, in the last three weeks, given up. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, his advantage there is um, they don't give up a lot of yards to tight ends, but they're quite stacked the receiver the Broncos, so that just mm. might help his case in this game. Um, as if you're going to be really contrary, and I suppose you could throw Alberto in there, but um, I think for security, I'd probably rather play Fant of the two if I was going to. Mm. I'm gonna go that way, but yeah, those are those are the two guys I like. Um, I feel like we say his name every week, but um, Tyler Conklin, I think, is is still reasonably priced. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to have those weeks where he dips in and out of the target share. It could be a week where he's in. Yeah, he would. Um, he would go well with our stack. Jack, do you like anybody? Um, do you like any of the expensive tight ends this week? Yeah, some of the guys we've mentioned. I, 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 if I was gonna, I wouldn't play Carl Pitts this week. I'd play George Kittle over Carl Pitts, uh, just because Kittle's got in the end zone what three times in the last three weeks. Um, I like Goddard as well. It's, you know, the Giants just—it's been a Achilles heel with the Giants for uh, God knows about six years. They just get burned by tight ends. Um, just give up huge yardage to tight ends. But if I'm going to go cheap, I'm going to go back 
with Evan Ingram in that game. Mm. The, I like that the, pick. The, the Eagles have given up nine touchdowns on the season to opposing tight ends. In the last two weeks, they've given up the most yardage in 214 yards to tight ends. It's a it's a brilliant matchup, and I, I think you get yeah. a nice value value there. And the, the Giants have been so beat up at wide receiver. It's yeah, a, I think know, I think it's um I think it's an obvious pick matchup, and also the price here on fan team. Yeah. I would just say if you're in, I mean, I'm in, I'm quite bizarrely for me interested in Gronk this week in my Brady stacks. Um, Brady so, did um, go to him a hell of a lot yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah. look six seventy one. So like, yeah. yeah. But I think for this lineup, I think. Um, Ingram makes a great play. Uh, so there you go. So now we have to quickly do our DST. And we already know who you're playing, Jack. What price are the Jets? They're cheap. The Jets, you Jets yeah. you're playing, yeah? Yeah, the, the Texans are more expensive than the Jets. Yeah. And... What if, so what I found weird when I saw this was that Denver were the cheapest defence. I found that a little bit odd. Unless I'm missing yeah, something. Yeah, I, I saw that and I thought, Actually, at six point four, that's not a bad play. No, I like that. I like that. Mm, I kind of, I, I think because as you said, many we say all the time what a variable position it is. I'm tempted just to stick them in, and we'll just see if if we can we can we can change it if we need to. But let's just take the money and spend it elsewhere. Because yeah, I, I honestly don't think that is a bad play at six point four. Okay. I'd I'd happily start mm-hmm. them at six point four because of the money it gives you, obviously. So we've got lots of money now. We've got thirty-six point seven million to spend on a running back plus what a another. So we can Lovely. actually go for anybody here, pretty much. I think CMC put CMC in. <laughs> what so does it, that leave us with? Thirteen point seven. So again, Nick's favourite feature: choose the affordable <laughs> option. And there you go. We've got all our wide receivers and running backs we can afford in one place. The um. Claypool would be quite a nice correlation play against Boyd and Mixon. Um, or you could add in Ayuk and, um, again, another correlation play against our cousins with our cousins, Jefferson and Samuel. Also, somebody else, Miles Sanders, again, he's, he's, he's affordable as well. Who do you think, Ooh. Nick? Who are you voting for? I'd, I'd completely forgotten Miles Sanders was on the table, but I yeah. actually like that. I'd probably throw Miles Sanders in and go with the three running backs, three wide receivers, mm. probably my would, would be my favoured. I do still like Ayuk, but I think um, I'd probably I'd probably play him. If I wasn't playing Samuel, I'd play Ayuk. Mm. If I was playing Jimmy, I'd probably play him. Um, yeah, yeah um, some of the receivers we've mentioned, obviously we... There's reasons we like them. Claypool, yeah, I, I'd go Sanders. Sanders. What about you, Jack? Yeah, Sanders for me. Or I, I, I might be tempted to throw in Melvin Gordon, um, but yeah, for me, the smash play would be Miles Sanders here. Great. So there we go. 800k left over. Look at that. That that feel. I think I say think this every week, <laughs> and I say it almost every week. But that feels like the best lineup we've done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually really like it. I mean, it's going. I'm I'm entering it. So, uh, well, I mean, I don't have to. I'm I'm not exclusively telling you guys you can't enter it. But like, uh, I've already done it. I've been doing it on my phone as we've been going along. So yeah. Uh, So um, so let me just quickly run through it. We've got Kirk Cousins at quarterback. We've got three running backs: Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, and Miles Sanders. And then at wide receiver, we've got Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and Tyler Boyd, Evan Ingram, a tight end, and the cheapest defense on the board, 
the Denver Broncos. I think for me, I like I like every pick apart from Tyler Boyd is the one which I'm I'm just unsure about. But it's not often you can pick every player and be you know hundred percent about them. So we've got there for like eight hundred k. I don't yeah. think really do a lot. I don't anyway, think you can do you? much with that. So we'll leave it as it is. We'll leave it as it is. So that's great. So we've actually. Almost done that on time as well, which is fantastic. <laughs> and a rarity for us as well. I know, especially when there's three of us and stuff as well. So, um, so um, thanks for thanks for joining us tonight, Jack. Um, where can people find you? Where do you hang uh, out? You can, you can find me on the Twitter and with the cool kids on TikTok at Jack Humphrey KM. <laughs> oh. I didn't say it, Jack. I didn't say it. I didn't say it this week. Uh, you've been rough. you've been saving that since you came on this screen. You've been yeah, saving that for a whole hour and two minutes. You never know what be my value video this week. I might get my chest out on it. You never know, Mark. Um, <laughs> we, we will we will see. Um, guys, thank you for having me again. Um, and and you know, I've just really enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, it's been great. It's been great to have you on. Um, please remember to check out our exclusive five yard rush contest, which this week is a free roll with five free entries. £300 prize pool and £100 up top. You can find me at underscore SMRF. And Nick, over to you for some final words. Yeah, you can find me at Nick of Wigan. And just remember, guys, when you're picking your lineups, catches are for sure, touchdowns are for dough. We'll see you next week. a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 